the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Doug Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. And so today, I'm going to speak to you on this subject called Standing Together. We live in what's called the United States of America. But we have become the divided states of America. I want to ask you, and I want you to be honest, don't raise your hand unless you truly can answer this question. And this is a survey. We're taking several polls here today, just so you know. How many of you, honestly, you are frustrated with the division that's in our country, the United States of America? Raise your hand if you're frustrated by that. Now, if you don't have your hand raised, you don't read the news. (laughs) Everywhere you turn, there's political division, economic division, racial division, and moral division. And we're even divided in this church. You say, how do you know? Because I know. (laughs) We'll do our own little poll here. How many of you, be honest, how many of you are UCLA fans? (laughs) Raise your hand. Mm -hmm, Those are all the Christians right there. (laughs) And how many of you heathen USC fans are here? Those are all the heathens in the church right there. (laughs) How many of you are cat lovers? Yeah, you should be going, meow, meow, meow. I don't know what's wrong with you people. How many dog lovers do we have? How many dog lovers? Okay, we got Popeye's chicken and Chick-fil-A. How many of you like Popeye's chicken? And how many Chick-fil-A people we got on? Look at you. All right, early risers and night owls. How many of you are early risers? You like getting up early? Yeah, you... You weren't here at 9 o'clock, and you even got an hour free last night. How many night owls do we have? Mm -hmm. I hope you're not married to each other. My last one. How many of you absolutely love preachers with a lot of hair? You like preachers with hair. And how many of you like bald preachers? Yeah. 
1858, Abraham Lincoln was running for the United States Senate in the great state of Illinois against Stephen Douglas. And in one of seven debates, Lincoln quoted the words of Jesus. He said in Matthew 12, 25, a house divided by itself cannot stand. If you have any Bible knowledge whatsoever, you know that the Bible teaches that Satan is the great divider. The word devil actually means to divide. The Bible says that the devil came to kill, steal, and to destroy. Anything that is good, anything that is holy, anything that is pure, anything that is of God, Satan comes to kill, steal, or to destroy. Besides, this is besides salvation, besides salvation, the greatest miracle is the birth of a baby. Yet Satan comes to kill, steal, or to destroy that baby. David Reagan, who leads Lamb and Lion Ministry, he was here yesterday for a funeral that we had for one of our church uh, staff, Rick Casel. David Reagan has this article recently published five things that Satan is doing to destroy America. Number one on that list was the breakdown of the nuclear family. Number two is abortion. Number three is confusion over sexual identity. Number four, emotional disorders. And number five is division. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, it lists seven things that God hates. Now, I know you know that the Bible says that God is love and God is a God of love. But the Bible says there are seven things that God hates. And one of those things on that list is a man who stirs up dissension. So Satan is the great divider, but God wants his people to be united. And that's why on the night before the crucifixion, the night before he goes to the cross, Jesus prayed for the church to be united. John chapter 17 that we're looking at is the longest recorded prayer of Jesus. Can you imagine listening in to Jesus as he prays? Well, you don't have to imagine because we have it written down. This is the prayer of Jesus the night before he's arrested and eventually goes to the cross. And what does he pray? Does he pray that his disciples would have more power? No. Does he pray that his disciples would have more wisdom? No. Does he pray that his disciples would have more money? No. What is his final prayer for his church, for his people? His final prayer is that they would be united, that they would be one. John chapter 20, John chapter 17, verse 20, 21, and 23. I'll put it on the screen. Jesus said, I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, verse 21, that all of them may be one. And verse 23 says, may they be brought to complete, say the word complete, may they be brought to complete unity. That's Jesus' prayer the night before he goes to the cross. Point number one, write this down. Standing in unity is an answer to Jesus' longest prayer. His prayer that the church would be united. And the question is, 
Are you an answer to Jesus' prayer? Are you united as a church? Are you united as a people? Are you one with the body of Christ? Gordon Melton is a Methodist minister with an unusual hobby. His hobby is researching denominations in the United States of America. And as of a few years ago, he had counted over 1,200 different denominations in our country. Jesus did not get arrested and was beaten and crucified, died on a cross so he could start 1,200 different denominations. No. Jesus gave his life because he wanted people to believe in him and be united as one. And one day he's going to return. We talked about that last week. And when he returns, he's coming back for the church. And he's going to take us, and he's going to take us to heaven, praise God. But I want you to know that when you get to heaven, he's not going to put us in different gated communities based on how we worship down here on earth. There's not going to be a Presbyterian neighborhood. Over here, there's going to be a Methodist neighborhood. And over here's going to be a Baptist neighborhood. Over here's going to be a Church of Christ neighborhood. And over here's going to be a Pentecostal neighborhood. No, if you get to heaven, there's going to be one family, one gathering, one neighborhood. And you're going to be with a lot of people up there that you probably don't get along with down here on this earth. If you want to understand what unity is, you need to know what it is not. Number one, unity is not sameness. Some organizations need uniformity. That's why they wear uniforms. The military creates uniformity. The high school band creates uniformity. Churches make the mistake of confusing uniformity with unity. Uh, Many people fall into the false narrative that every Christian should dress the same way. That every Christian should worship in the same way. That every Christian should follow the same translation of the Bible. I actually heard of a church down in Texas that if you become a Christian at that church, they give you what they call a Christian haircut. (laughs) Unity is not uniformity. We have people sitting here today wearing clothes that they bought at Walmart sitting right next to people who wears clothes from Neiman Marcus. We have tattooed people sitting right next to people that have no tattoos. And we even have people that voted for Joe Biden sitting right next to people who voted for Donald Trump sitting right next to each other. We have blue-collar people sitting next to white-collar people sitting next to people who have no collar. (laughs) Unity isn't sameness. Number two, unity is not made by human effort. Oh, I want you to get this. You can't, by human effort, make people united. It's something that only God can do. It's not something man does. This is one reason why the government will never be able to unite this country ever. Because only God can bring unity. Coexist. The C in that sticker represents the 
crescent of Islam, the nation Islam. The O is a peace symbol for pacifism. The E is the symbol for sexual rights. I want you to know that today that bumper sticker is politically incorrect because it represents only two sexes. Just wanted you to know. <laughs> the X is the Star of David, which is, represents Judaism. The I is the pentagram, or what's called a Wicca, W-I-C-C-A, a Wicca, which is a, something that represents a pagan way of life, a pagan cult or witchcraft. The S is, is called yin and yang, which is a symbol that represents Eastern religion and philosophy. And then at the end of that sign, they put a T for Christianity. It's ironic, if you study the history of this bumper sticker, it was created in the year 2000 by a Polish artist for an art show in Jerusalem. A few years later, some students from Indiana University stole it and claimed the copyrights. Later, Bono and U2 started wearing it, actually put it on one of their album covers. Then several fashion lines sued to obtain the copyright and the poor Polish artist wasn't getting a dime off his creation. It's interesting that none of these fighting parties could coexist with each other. <laughs> Finally, after years of contentious lawsuits and millions of dollars spent in legal fees, that Polish artist got the credit he deserved. The point being, unity is not unification. Everybody just getting along with everybody else. I'll say that no one can get along with everyone, unity is something only God can bring. Number three on that list, unity is our shared union with Christ. That's where it comes from. It's brought about by the Holy Spirit of God. Man cannot create unity, but what we can do, this is biblical, we can keep the unity. You say, what are you talking about? Well, Ephesians 4 says these words, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. In other words, the Spirit is what unites us. We need to try to keep that unity through the bond of peace. The Bible says there's only one body and one Spirit. Several weeks ago, we had you fill out a survey. Several thousand of you filled this out. Several thousand of you did not fill it out. And it's okay. Uh, we wanted to have a record of of really what what this church is made up of from different walks of life so the thousands that did fill it out here were the results couple of slides there are 70 different languages spoken in this congregation here today you got the point that we have different people here that speak different languages and the next slide says in this church we have 137 different ethnicities in this room here today Think about that. 137 different ethnicities. And the last slide I want to show you is how did you find out about this? How did you get here? 
You know how we got here? The number one reason on the list is just a personal invite. Someone inviting somebody else. I mean, we, a few people drove by and saw the, saw the fireworks going off or social media. But most people got here today because someone offered a personal invitation. I don't know about you, but I love the diversity of this church. Don't you? Don't you? What brings us together? What is it that actually unites us? It's the Spirit of the living God. If you are a Christian, if you're a believer, and you get on a plane, you can travel to any country in the world, and even if you don't speak the language of where you travel to, if you meet someone in that country that also is a Christian, you have an immediate bond with that person. How is that possible? Well, it's the Spirit of God. If I go to China and go to the western edge, not, not over there on the eastern where Beijing and uh, Shanghai, if I go to the western edge of China and I find a Chinese man in an underground church who's never even seen a Caucasian, and I were to meet that man, I would be closer to him than I am to a blood relative who is not a believer in Jesus Christ. Is true. If I go to Kenya and I meet a, a Kenyan Christian, I'm closer to my Kenyan brother than I am to my own sibling who's not following Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the living God is what unites us. Number two, write this down. Standing in unity validates. Everybody say the word validates. It gives proof that there actually is a triune God. Someone asked me last night, what's triune mean? It means tri. means three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three different entities, but three in one. The, the Trinity, a triune God. And when we get together down here on earth, the Spirit of God unites us. It validates there must be a God. And that's what brings hope to a lost and broken world. Verse 21 reads, that all of them, Jesus prayed, that all of them may be one. Father, see he's talking to his Father, so you've got, G, you've got God the Son, Jesus, talking to God the Father. And he says that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. Verse 22. I have given them the glory that you've given to me. He's talking to God. He's saying, God, the things that you've given to me, I've given to them that they may be one as we are one. As Jesus is one with God and God is one with Jesus, when we get saved, he puts that spirit in us and then he makes us one with God he makes us one with Jesus, and He makes us one with one another. That's how it works. Now, in Philippians chapter 2, there's another verse that says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility. I want everybody to say the word humility. In humility, consider others better than who? Better than who? Oh, wait, I'm, I'm not reading this right. Yes, in humility, consider others because if you're prideful you can't do this but in humility you can consider others as better than yourselves each one 
should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Don't you see that if the entire United States of America, if we all became Christians and we became one with God and one with Jesus and He puts His Spirit inside of us, that's the triune God, and wherever we go, we're united to each other, and then every person you meet, I don't care who they are, every single person you meet, you consider them better than yourself. Don't you see how if we just followed that one line in the Bible that racism would cease to exist if we could only do that. Ultimately, our unity with God is what makes us united with each other and our obedience in considering others, interest needs above our own, is what brings hope to a world that is broken and lost. Our church sets an example, first of all, write this down, in our appearance, just in our appearance. Because if you go outside the walls of this church, you see hatred and division and you see no hope. There's no solutions. But if you walk in here today and you just look around at all the different people that are here and the 70 different languages that are spoken representing over 100 different ethnicities, you find hope. You don't see this in the world, but you see it here. That's the purpose of the church. And not just in our appearance, write this down, but it also is what enables us and gives us the ability to reach the world. Because right now, while you're sitting here, we, this church, this church, we have missionaries in Africa this very moment. We have missionaries in India this very moment. We have missionaries in Europe this very moment. We have missionaries in Asia this very moment. And don't you see, because we're different, yet we're united, we're able to make a difference in the nations of this world. In just a few weeks, it's going to be Thanksgiving. We're going to take up a Thanksgiving offering. Don't worry about it. We'll send you the envelopes. Be sure to join us next week as Pastor Dudley continues with today's message here on Lift Up Jesus. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. 
liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you've experienced a pregnancy or neonatal loss that has you feeling hopeless, angry, or confused, you are not alone. Losing a baby leaves behind a pain that is often hard for others to understand. That's why we want you to know about In Loving Arms. In Loving Arms is a six-week support group that helps hurting moms and dads come together to find comfort and healing. You'll explore tough questions and hear testimonies from those who have found healing after their loss. You'll hear from other moms and dads just like you as they share honestly and candidly about their own experience of loss. Together with others who understand exactly what you're going through, you can begin to heal and you won't be alone. To learn more, visit jakesjourney.org or simply call Shepherd Church at 818-831-9333 and we'll guide you from there. That's jakesjourney.org or call us at 818-831-9333 to learn more. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.